Hello, everyone, and welcome to Downsizing, the podcast where we try and figure out when the office actually ended because everyone would have been fired. My name is Curtis, and I will be your host. And with me is my co-host and resident office expert, Antoinette. Hey, everyone. Today, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 12, The Injury. And this episode is really a tale of two injuries, and we get into both of them right away in the cold open. And it is another one of those cold opens that really just sets up the rest of the show. It's not quite as random as other ones. Yeah. We see everyone is just kind of going about their day, and Pam gets a phone call, and it is from a panicked Michael, and he is screaming, and he is telling her to call an ambulance to, you know, get help to his house. He has sustained an injury. Yes, he keeps saying that he is severely injured. He's very injured. Pam tries to call an ambulance. He's like, no, no, I'm just I'm just badly injured. I want someone to come pick me up. I can't drive. And she's trying to get more information from him and sort of ascertain what the situation actually is. And so Jim puts the phone on speakerphone and asks him to say loudly what happened. <laughs> and he announces to the office that he has burned his foot. But the particulars of the injury are a bit odd, so we'll let Michael describe that for himself. I enjoy having breakfast in bed. I like waking up to the smell of bacon. Sue me. And since I don't have a butler, I have to do it myself. So, most nights before I go to bed, I will lay six strips of bacon out on my George Foreman grill. Then I go to sleep. When I wake up, I plug in the grill. I go back to sleep again. Then I wake up to the smell of crackling bacon. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. Today, I got up, I stepped onto the grill, and I clamped down on my foot. That's it. I don't see what's so hard to believe about that. You can't fault Michael for his ingenuity here. (laughs) Sure, I guess. I mean, it's a decent enough idea to have it right next to your bed, probably not. But on the floor... On the floor next to your bed. Right. Like, that's a fire hazard for sure. Yeah. So, Dwight has missed most of the phone call. He comes into the office after Michael has explained the injury. And as Michael's saying, Ryan needs to come. Someone send Ryan. Send Ryan. And Ryan does not want to go pick up Michael. No. And no one wants to come. At one point, Michael says, is no one going to come pick me up? And that's when Dwight is coming. And he's like, I will, I will. And he runs out of the office. And Michael, Michael doesn't want Dwight to come. He says, don't send Dwight, anybody but Dwight, which is so terrible. Yeah. So Dwight rushes off and everyone hears a noise. And it appears that Dwight has crashed his car into a pole or a fence around like the a light pole. Yes, around the property. Um, but how does his bumper come off then? I mean, the force like, of the it could just like be it could have gotten ripped off. I guess. So, so Dwight has crashed his car. He gets out, surveys the damage, pukes on the back of his car, gets back in, and speeds away. Meanwhile, everyone has witnessed this. Watching through the windows. Right. 
So, to start the main part of the episode, Dwight has returned with Michael, and Michael is really playing up his injury, as he will do for the remainder of the episode. Let's just talk about what Michael's wearing. Let's just start with his appearance here. He's decided to wear gray, like, they're essentially cotton sweatpants. Mm Mm-hmm. A blue button-down and a black sport coat. Mm -hmm. And he has his foot wrapped up in a, quote, cast of bubble wrap. Mm -hmm. And he somehow, maybe he just has them at home, he has some crutches. And as he walks in, he says, don't freak out, don't freak out, I forbid anybody to freak out. I would just like to be treated normally, but that's not true. He doesn't want to be treated normally. No. He really wants to be waited on hand and foot. He, no pun intended there. (laughs) He really wants everyone to feel sorry for him and to pay attention to him because that's, that's what he wants all the time anyway. And he thinks that this is going to help get that attention. Right. He says he's experienced severe physical trauma. So the range of things that he does throughout this episode to just highlight how, quote, injured he is, is pretty ridiculous. Yes. We first see him with his foot up on a pillow on his desk, and he has Dwight with in the office with one of those little hand fan things, battery-operated hand fans. And Dwight is just holding it over his foot, essentially to cool his foot. (laughs) Cool the burns, I guess. Right. Michael later moves into the conference room, and a a couch is there out of nowhere. So the chair that's by Pam's desk, it's kind of a, it's like a cozy uh, um, stuffed chair, has been moved into the conference room for Michael so he can lay down and prop up his foot. But he is being a pain, and he is calling Pam, mm-hmm. wanting her to come in and rub butter on his foot, which is gross. Yeah. Uh, she won't do it, so he's hitting the window of the conference room with his crutch, trying to call Ryan in there. Right. He has Ryan run out and get lunch for him. Like a pretty... Huge lunch. Yeah, like a big fancy lunch. It's a chicken place because Michael asks Ryan if he got all dark meat like he likes. (laughs) And Ryan's like, yeah, I found three rotisserie chickens of just dark meat. (laughs) And Michael is just... he, He is not satisfied with anything that is happening because he whines about the cornbread and... Ryan hasn't even unpacked anything yet. And yeah. He's like, here, here's the cornbread. He asked, did you get the yams that I like? And he's like, no, I'm sorry, I didn't have the yams. I got you cream spinach instead. <laughs> and Michael is just whining about how they don't have yams. And he asks about it again later, another time when Ryan goes out and gets him... Chocolate pudding. Chocolate pudding, yes. Yeah, and Michael just... He feels that everyone should be, like, fawning over him and catering to him. But I don't really know what that would actually look like for this type of injury. He does show it to the camera at one point, and I'm very curious, like, how they 
did it? If it's like kind of a prosthetic sort of thing? No, I they probably I mean or did like makeup. You can just create. I imagine it's just like a a plastic, you know, some sort of like sticker thing that yeah. they can just make and like just like they do any other like wounds, flesh wound yeah. type thing in makeup. Yes. So the culmination of Michael's victimhood comes as he's trying to make his way to the bathroom. So to get to the bathrooms, you have to go through the kitchen, and there's a swinging door. Or it's not a swinging door, but a hinged door. Right. That opens into the office. So he would have to pull on it. So Ryan and Toby are in there enjoying a snack, and they're just watching Michael struggle. (laughs) There's not really a great desire, and Michael hasn't created a desire to help. And Michael goes in there. I don't know what he is trying to do, but he falls. And he says he's stuck between the toilet and the wall. And he makes a big ruckus. Mm-hmm. And Toby opens the door and just yells in, like, are you okay? And Michael asks, for, asks him to get Pam to come help him. And Toby says that Pam probably doesn't want to come in the men's bathroom. So he tells Ryan to come in. And Toby says that Ryan is dead because (laughs) Ryan has motioned to him. He definitely does not want to come in there. So Michael says he's going to try and get up on his own. And we hear a loud crash again. And clearly Michael just is not able to do this, or he's not willing to do this, yes. let's say that. He he really is playing up the crutches. He, yeah. he is using crutches for everything. When he was trying to come into the room, he is trying to use the crutches to, to open, open the door. door when he doesn't really need to do that. Yeah, rather than like getting as close to the door as possible, opening it and making his way through. Yeah. So this is the height of him trying to connect the fact that he is using crutches voluntarily to having a physical disability, to being not (laughs) able-bodied, even though this is a temporary injury from what we can tell. So he yells out, conference room, 20 minutes. Before we get to the conference room, Antoinette, what is the dumbest injury you have ever had? Okay, so this is really embarrassing. I had I have sensitive skin, you could say. And in college, I was making out with my boyfriend at the time. Mm. And I had a stubble burn I guess you could say like pretty badly and horrendously (laughs) on my chin it was gross invisible enough to the point where my coach asked about it the next day at practice (laughs) it yeah it was um it was a lot it was super embarrassing uh, I had to use a lot of the like scar prevention cream to make sure that it didn't scar. So yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? Um, one time in college, 
I went to a party <laughs> and I had some adult beverages and I got back to the dorm and went to sleep and woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. So I went into the bathroom and went to the urinal and the next thing I know I am on the ground next to the urinal and there is a pool of blood in my hand. Gross. Um, it is coming from my forehead. Apparently I passed out and hit my head on the top of the urinal <laughs> and it, it, Caused a pretty big gash oh in my, my head. God. I still have a scar from it this to this day. Um, I treated it by just cleaning up the blood, and I think I just wadded up like a paper towel and put it over the the top of it, <laughs> and then put a bandaid over the top of that, and just went back to bed. Oh, Curtis! And woke up the next morning, and my face was throbbing, so I just took some aspirin and called it a day oh my god you probably had a concussion um uh, i don't think so <laughs> i probably should have gotten stitches but i didn't oh my god hence the scar still being there today oh goodness <laughs> so that's my story be sure to share your embarrassing injury stories with us on our Twitter feed. Yeah. We would be interested in hearing those. Yes. Especially, like, because Michael has created this injury for himself in putting his George Foreman grill with his six strips of bacon right next to his bed. And then apparently not closing the grill. Yeah, that is weird. Because other, like, yeah... There's a lot of... Unless he was just cooking it... Open. Like how you would normally cook bacon. So yeah. he would have flipped the bacon at some point. Yeah. Whatever. So yeah. There's a there's a lot of crazy ways to, uh, to get injured. At no point when I had a gash on my head, though, did I try and act like I was disabled because right. of it. Yes. So that's really where we get bad Michael. Right. In here. And this really comes to the forefront in the conference room with the meeting he called. And this is probably the first of his trademark meetings where he is bringing everybody in to talk about something that is going on in the office and really missing the point as to what the main issue is. My favorite part of these meetings are the visuals. Yes. For this one, he's trying to point out how many beloved icons are people that have disabilities. And this is usually the theme of it. Yes. Of of the the people that we all know that are disabled or in another case later overweight. So the photos that he has chosen to put up on the wall this time, and this is why he said 20 minutes, because he has to have the time to print out these pictures, by the way. So it's Franklin Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. Helen Keller? I don't know. There's somebody else 
in a wheelchair that I, I didn't quite know who it was. Obviously, that wasn't Helen Keller. Helen Keller was not in a wheelchair. Helen Keller was also a socialist. I did Little known fact. I did not notice that. But most problematic, there are two photos of Tom Hanks. <laughs> but not Tom Hanks, just himself. Characters he has played. One is from... Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, yes, sorry. Totally blanked for a second. Forrest Gump, and he says mentally disabled. And the other, he claims, is from Philadelphia, and he's claiming AIDS as a disability. I'm, I don't think that's accurate. But really the photo is Tom Hanks in the movie Big, the one, the piano scene. Right. So the pretty iconic scene. Right. And he pushes back when people are like, mm, that's from Big. And he's like, ah, doesn't matter. He turned into a, a man overnight. So he's disability. A very rare disability. <laughs> so he's just failing to prove his point or to even make a connection. And then he says, we have a special guest. And the special guest turns out to be Billy Merchant, who is the owner of the office park. And Billy just happens to uh, be in a wheelchair. And so Billy rolls in. He's like, oh, I've been meaning to come by here. This is a perfect opportunity. He wants to go over just some tips about where to park, what people should be doing. They've had some issues with people parking in front of the loading zone. There's also an issue with people parking in the handicap spot. He apologizes for being late because somebody was in the handicap spot. And Michael just has this uh, uh, look on his face. So clearly, Michael has taken the liberties to park in a handicap spot because he burned his foot in a George Foreman grill. So he would have instructed Dwight to park there when he brought him in so that he he has this disability now. Right. And really, the meeting ends abruptly because Michael is being a huge jerk to Billy about about not being able-bodied. And Michael says, you know, there's not much difference between you and I. And that's where Billy's like, nope, done, leaving. And he leaves the meeting, as he should, uh, because there's a, there's a big difference between Michael and Billy and Michael is trying to use this temporary injury as having an actual physical disability that is impacting his life. And Billy is trying to take the time to separate himself from being in the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Michael is making this meeting all about Billy, the fact that Billy is in a wheelchair. Yeah. Whereas I mean, and, and when Michael kind of brings it up, and he's like, so how how did you get in your wheelchair? And Billy, just trying to j- jokes about it, is like, oh, same as every morning. I just climbed in. And everybody laughs, and Michael's like, no, 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 that's not a joke. Like, we shouldn't be laughing at at him. And, and Billy's just like, you know what? I've been in this since I was four. I don't even notice it anymore. Right. And that's when Michael is like, they're... We are similar, you and I. So before Billy leaves, he opens up the forum to just questions about the office park in general. And Dwight raises his hand. And Billy calls on him. 
and Dwight just still kind of stares. Keeps his hand up. Keeps his hand up. And doesn't really do anything. And so after Billy leaves, Jim is walking him out. And Billy's like, what is wrong with that guy? And Jim thinks he is talking about Michael. But Billy's like, no, the moon-faced kid. <laughs> I think he has a concussion. And it is at this point where we kind of shift our gaze to Dwight and his injury that he sustained when he crashed his car. Because now all the pieces are adding up from the day. Correct. Throughout the episode, there have been interactions with Dwight that have been a bit odd. He is shown on his computer typing, and he has tried to create a new folder on his desktop, and he is naming the folder Dwight, but he just keeps typing Dwight over and over and over again. And he has he stops mid-sentence when he's trying to talk to Michael and Pam about what his duties are and just says, part of my duties are to, and just stops. And then there's a pause, and Michael's like, are to what? What are you saying? And Dwight doesn't remember saying that. And then Dwight is also being very kind and helpful to Pam. He's helping her load songs onto her iPod knockoff that she got uh from Roy for Christmas and they're having fun and they're joking and he is kind of acting like how Jim does at the desk. Mm -hmm. He even does a little like he drums on the desk as he leaves. Right. Which is what Jim does. He gets very flirty openly with Angela, which is something they don't generally do. Yes. He tells her that she's sweeter than candy and then you know, playfully, like, smacks her butt. So just just a bit of a personality change for Dwight. And after the meeting, it's getting worse. He's fallen asleep at his desk, and that's when they decide he's got to go to the hospital. Right. And, of course, Michael takes this opportunity to make the situation about him. Yes, because he is Dwight's emergency contact. So Angela says, you need to take him to the hospital. Michael says he can't drive and he doesn't have his car. So they can't take, take, can't take that. And Dwight's car is covered in puke. So Meredith offers up her van. Right. And, and Michael also says, oh, so now everybody's real concerned about somebody being hurt. Yes. Where was this compassion before? Yeah. So they get to the hospital And Michael is filling out the paperwork for Dwight, and he is kind of filling it out for himself, which is just another thing of making it about him, or he is his first thought and not Dwight. They get into the the emergency room um, area, and the doctor is just kind of checking Dwight over, and Michael's like, "Uh, what's more... Severe, a foot injury or a head injury. And without missing a beat, the doctor goes, a head injury. And and Michael's like, well, you don't know all the facts yet. And again, just trying to get the sympathy and attention that Dwight is getting. Yes. That Dwight is rightfully getting. Yes. And keep kind of bugging the doctor 
and Dwight even makes a that's what she said joke to Michael's ire still. He's like, that's my joke. In the end, Dwight has to have a CAT scan. And he really wants Michael to go back with them, but Michael, there can't be any sort of equipment, so he has to lose his microphone and leave the crutches behind. And he does go back uh, with Dwight for the CAT scan, but keeps trying to put his foot into the scanner. Like, it's going to show something. Yeah. And the episode really ends with Pam kind of doing Angela a solid here. She, Jim checks in with Pam to let her know, you know, Dwight's going to be okay. They're doing a CAT scan. And Pam sees Angela sort of peeking over the partition. So Pam realizes, you know, Angela and Dwight are in a relationship. Angela's worried. So she goes and says, hey, Oscar, just want to let you know there's an update on Dwight. But really, it's for Angela's benefit. Right. And that is pretty much where the episode ends. So, let's go to the annex to find out any fun facts about this episode. So, there's not really very many fun facts about this one, kind of surprisingly. Uh, it was written by Mindy Kaling, and this was purposefully a post-Booze Cruise episode, which I was always surprised by, because I thought they sort of messed up in the sense of the line up the episodes because the next episode after this one is The Secret and we see the fallout from Booze Cruise. But really they wanted to do sort of like a kind of crazy, just lighthearted episode after the character development from Booze Cruise. So I don't think we have any firings for today. No, I don't think so either. Do you have an employee of the month? Do you have a Dundee award to give out? I do. Uh, most flexible goes to Michael. There are some shots when he is in the conference room where he has his leg up on the couch thing. And it is like, you can see his foot, it's out and it's pointed upwards. It's not like his toes aren't pointed out towards like where his body is facing. And his chest is like square to the camera hmm. so it would have to be like his leg would have to be like perpendicular to his body so like yeah. his leg is like straight out essentially so of yoga. i don't know if they just had a fake leg or what <laughs> and then there's another shot when he is on the phone with his mom in the conference room and you can't see his foot, but he is, again, kind of, like, facing towards the wall. So he is, like, he is, it's like he's sitting on the couch normally. And you can see one of his legs, but you can't see the other leg. So you have to assume it is still out. Mm. And so, yes, I, that was some, that's something that is always, anytime I see this episode, I'm just like, how is he sitting like that? That's is that so a funny. fake leg? I never noticed that. Yep. Yeah. Who is your Dundee? Uh, my Dundee Award is for the entire episode, and it's for the best parallels to future episodes. There's a lot of them. One of my favorites is, in this episode, it's Jim, Dwight, and Michael in a car. And that's when they're taking Dwight to the hospital. And the parallel to this is in season four, when the three of them go to Utica in stolen warehouse uniforms to get Stanley back. 
And so there's just a lot of, it's just very fun. You could tell there's a lot of ad-libbing. And in this episode, Jim has to use a spray bottle to get Dwight to stay awake. Um, but he's also spraying Michael and Dwight back and forth. Also, Dwight impersonating Jim a little bit. So when he does the drum tap and is sort of at Pam's desk, he is he's channeling Jim. And there's an episode in season three where Dwight tries to impersonate uh, Jim as a prank. Um, Dwight and Pam do actually become true friends by the end of the series. So this is sort of an early foreshadowing of that uh, when he's helping her load songs onto uh, the iPod knockoff. And then all the Michael meetings. So this is really the first Michael meeting that we've seen in the series. But we will go on to have many Michael meetings with visuals. Uh, particularly, there's some great ones in season three and season five. Yes. Who was your employee of the month? My employee of the month was Dwight because he was so tunnel visioned to go pick up Michael so that Michael could be at work. That he crashed his car, didn't worry about it, and then still went and finished out most of the day mm-hmm. with a concussion. Who was your employee of the month? My employee of the month is Ryan. <laughs> uh, he just has to deal with a lot of Michael's nonsense in this episode. Yes. And does so somewhat willingly. He does a good job of drawing the line. As to, I'm not going to go in and pick him up off the bathroom floor and help and clean, clean him up. up. Yeah. But he goes out and he gets Michael's lunch. He goes out and he gets Michael pudding. But he also helps Michael start to feel better by crushing up four extra strength <laughs> Tylenol and mixing it in the pudding. Which, of course, Michael takes as... A miraculous recovery. Right. He didn't know Ryan did that, so he just assumes that it's his superior body healing itself. That's a lot of extra strength aspirin. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so that pretty much does it for this week's episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DownsizingPod, and remember to leave us your embarrassing injury stories there. Also, keep following us on Spotify, Google podcasts apple podcasts wherever you listen to us and keep listening and we will see you guys next time bye bye